Greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Aligning 360 podcast. In this episode, I will be clarifying what I'm up to with this podcast. I realize I haven't uh, done much to create the listening, you know, to let my listeners know what's going on. And so I go through that uh, in know as best detail as I can um, to give you guys a, a sense of what my motivations and intentions are here and to help you decide whether or not you want to be along for the ride. So I do hope you listen. I do hope you enjoy. And as always, I hope it is of use and value to you. Thanks for listening. All right, here's a little short list of affirmations that I have made for myself. Feel free to use them if you'd like. These are in order of the signs of the zodiac, starting with Aries, which is I am grateful I have the courage and confidence to create a strong identity in the world. This is going to be related to Aries first house, Mars energy. Second, I value myself and my resources. I am grounded in my worth. This is going to be Taurus and second house. Third house, Gemini. I am grateful for my ability to connect with others and network effectively. I'm grateful for my gift of perception. Cancer, fourth house. I am emotionally nurturing and warm. Fifth house, Leo. I am grateful for my ability to express myself and be playful. And we have sixth house, Virgo. I am grateful for my ability to discern and discriminate with precision. Libra, 7th house, I am grateful for my ability to balance and harmonize in my environments. And then we have Scorpio, the 8th house, I am grateful for my keen sense of the unseen and for my ability to transform. Saggy coming in at ninth house, I am grateful that I am capable of learning and expanding my mind and world. Capricorn. 10th house, I am grateful for my ability to create order, structure, and discipline in my life. Then we have Aquarius, the 11th house, I am grateful for my ability to be innovative and unique in my perspective, and I embrace others as equally valid. 12th house, Pisces, I am grateful for my imagination and sensitivity to the oneness I share with all things. Now, of course, all of these are going to be pretty general, and there's caveats and disclaimers and all kinds of contradictory... Uh, sorry, I'm going to turn this music down a little bit. Playing in my headphones. Um... There's more depth and more to expand on in terms of the signs and houses, but those are just basic affirmations that are affirming the positive 
qualities in general to each of the signs and planets. And I realized that I only said planets for uh, the first one, which was Aries and Mars. Um, but each corresponding house has a planet. Each sign has a corresponding ruler, ruling planet. Uh, Taurus is going to be Venus. Gemini is going to be Mercury. Cancer is going to be the moon. Leo is going to be the sun. Virgo is going to be Mercury. Uh, Libra is going to be Venus. Scorpio is going to be Pluto or Mars. Uh, Sag is going to be Jupiter. Capricorn is going to be Saturn. Aquarius is going to be Uranus and Saturn. Pisces is going to be Neptune and Jupiter. You know, and those, so each one of those is going to be commensurate with each of its houses. And that was something that I didn't know uh, starting out when I first started reading about astrology. And I, I noticed when it started coming to the houses, I was like, what the fuck are houses? What does that mean? And I will tell you that I still am not fully aware of what that means. But something that I discovered that helped me out tremendously was that each of the houses are commensurate with each of the signs of the zodiac. So Aries rules the first house. Taurus rules the second house. Gemini rules the third house, etc., etc. And the, the houses you could say, are the areas of life that the signs touch relative to their attributes. So you could say Aries is a fire sign. It's a cardinal fire sign, so it initiates identity. And so creating a strong identity in the world, that's what the sun exalts in Aries. So the conscious personality can come through the sign of Aries very boldly, very strongly, very courageously. It's not afraid of being who it is. Mars, my ability to act on my desire. And so it's like there's a there's a clear pathway for that energy to come through and Typically, Aries people have no problem creating a strong identity. It's usually when it comes to compromise and relating to others that their learning comes through. But in terms of creating themselves in the world and saying, this is who I am and fucking deal with it, they don't really have much of a problem with that. Now, obviously, it depends on what, what's in their first house. It depends on where uh what decadent their sun's in it depends on how it's aspected it depends on where their martian energy is but in general they don't have that issue so the first house is going to be commensurate with areas of identity it's going to be how others see me my image my appearance my outer personality how i present myself to the world that's your rising sign it's in the first house it's coming up on the eastern horizon where the sun rises that's why it's called a rising sign and so on and so forth with each of the houses and each of the signs and when i when i realized that i thought like man why do people not talk about it that way um and i think you know i don't know i don't know 
there's simplified versions for, for different people, and that was a way that I found to simplify that version. And so, yeah. Um, what I want to talk about in, in this episode of this podcast is what it is that I'm doing here. And I'll say this. I don't fully know yet. Um, I really want to begin to hone in and clarify the motivation for doing this podcast and also, you know, give it some time because these are just going to be the, the current iterations and it could go through a number of transformations before it finally finds its groove, before I finally find my groove in terms of what it is that I'm going to be speaking on. And so in the beginning, it might be a wide array of topics and some of which may be unrelated seemingly uh, but since all of life is connected to some degree, I hope that the uh, the information will be transferable to areas of usefulness regardless. But the, the things that I'm interested in in talking about here in general is, is actualizing potential, um, coming into alignment with the inner being and the outer expression. Uh, so authenticity with what is our core nature, uh, the process of what that's looked like for me, how I've come to discover, uh, sort of my path in that, uh, the pitfalls and tribulations that I've gone through, some of which I've overcome, some of which I still struggle with and still am challenged by. And, you know, doing my best to uh, showcase that narrative in a way that is, is truthful and, uh, you know, to some degree transparent and vulnerable. Because um, I've noticed in my experience, it becomes challenging uh, as someone who is trying to be a teacher or trying to uh, really offer any information or any insight, um, it, it's kind of one of those things like, why should anyone listen to me? You know, my life is not perfect. I don't have everything figured out. I'm certainly challenged by a lot of things. What could I have to share that would really be useful? And sometimes I forget that I've gone through and traversed a lot of terrain and I've learned a lot and I've overcome a lot uh, in my life. And sometimes those are, those are hard things to recognize in the midst of not having it all figured out. But one of the things that helps me with that is remembering that I'm just delivering messages. I'm just sharing my experiences. I'm just sharing my outlook and my perspective. I hope you get value from it. And also, I'm learning every single day. I might be able to tell you some information that will help you in your life, uh, but that doesn't by any way mean that I have everything figured out. And so, you know, that is 
that is some solace for myself and some lubrication to continue to just share my experience and share my perspective just as it is and you know trust that that'll be enough uh also when it comes to astrology i'm still learning this is an ongoing uh study it's kind of like you know once you're a doctor you don't just get to like claim that title and say i'm a doctor and therefore i know everything about illness and i know everything about uh ailments and i can tell you exactly how to cure that um it it doesn't mean that there's an ongoing practice there's an ongoing study there's an ongoing humility yes you would hope that you have some competency inside of your field Um, but that does not mean that you know everything and it's a poor, uh, orientation to think that you do. So for me, when it comes to astrology or when it comes to self-actualization or when it comes to fulfilling potential in general, uh, I understand that I am absolutely still a student and, You know, I don't necessarily know what qualifies me to speak on these things other than I have a voice and I'm capable of sharing my uh, learnings. And so that's reason enough for me. So, so yeah, so this is going to take some time to get to the point where I feel like I've actually honed in on what it is that I'm, I'm sharing here. And, you know, that's everything from the name of the podcast, you know, the bio of the podcast, all of it. It's all up for reiteration if that is necessary. I am trying to align with the part of myself that uh, is is coming from worth and value, that is coming from um, abundance, that is coming from you know, the, the deepest expression and the most authentic uh, parts of myself that, that I can be. And so, you know, I don't never know. I never really know what's going to come through. Sometimes I have a game plan. Sometimes uh, it's just going to be complete winging it. And with that, you know, there may be, uh, you know, inaccurate information sometimes like i i'm willing to fail i'm willing to show up and say this is how i currently have it this is how i currently see it and you know a month later something could happen a day later something could happen and i could completely change my perspective that's part of my nature anyway with all of my gemini uh in my chart mercury being the depositor for the majority of my chart um, I'm and sad rising. I'm always open to learning. I'm always open to expanding my mind and world. Sometimes that's challenging in terms of creating a fixed uh, identity in the world. So there's going to be some back and forth. There's probably going to be some jumping around. There's probably going to be uh, even some incoherency and all of that. I'm willing to uh, subject my listeners to. <laughs> Uh, as well as, you know, go through the, the discomfort of not fully having it uh, for the sake of reaching for something greater, because that's what expansion requires us to do. We have to find the edges of our capacity 
and do our best to go beyond them, hopefully inside of some degree of a controlled environment so that we can we can grow. And so there's going to be some stretching myself here. There's going to be um, some misses, you know, like I, I'm going to miss the mark at times. And uh, at least in my experience, that I think is really helpful because, you know, I look at I look at people you know, let's say like influencers on Instagram or something like that. Like I look at Prince EA and if you don't know who that is, you should look him up because he's an incredible human being or even people like Nicole Arbor. Um, I look at them and they're giants, you know, they are seemingly living a fucking awesome life. Like they're, they're living a motivated, inspired life. And they seem to be on fire. And there's many, many other examples of people that are doing this. And, you know, some of them talk about their pitfalls, but some of it is difficult for someone like me to relate to because, you know, I'm I'm a sapling in this forest of all of the excellent podcasters that are out there and people that are delivering very good quality content and you know to put myself in that race you know it's just kind of like showing up to uh le mans and like a ford pinto you know i'm just like fuck man these people like they have they've been doing this for a long time they're very well practiced in it etc etc but the reality is is that the you know the acorn doesn't judge itself by how much it still has to grow you know it's just doing its best to uh, continue to grow I would assume I don't know if that metaphor fully fits but what I'm trying to say is uh, you know it, it reminds me of this I don't know exactly who the quote was by but where I heard it um, was through a meditation teacher named Adyashanti and if you don't know who that is you should look them look them up because in terms of uh, meditation and what meditation is, uh, I've yet to find a better teacher. Maybe except for in close second, in my opinion, would be Muji. And both of those, you know, they interchange back and forth. They're both phenomenal, uh, fully realized human beings. If there is such a thing, they're as realized as anyone I've ever met. Um, he said that, you know, when it comes to a forest of trees, the little trees do not look up to the big trees and say, you know, they don't judge themselves based on their stature. They just keep growing. They keep reaching towards the light. And I think in some ways, that's just what I'm trying to do. You know, I, I find comparison to be a huge debilitator of potential because we look at others and we go, well, I'll never get to that point or we think we'll never get to that point. Who knows if that's actually true or not? I know it's true for me when it comes to playing basketball and being at a Michael Jordan level. 
you know, but that's okay because I don't really have any interest in being an NBA basketball player. But in terms of having something um, of value to offer in terms of how to navigate life effectively from a holistic perspective, that is something that I'm really interested in. And it's something that I'm innately interested in. And it's the primary thing that has held my attention for the longest because it is me investing in myself. That's something that you'll always get a return on is self-investment. You know, doing your best to be disciplined doing your best to get the right nutrients, doing your best to be kind and decent towards others, doing your best to be assertive and speaking up when that's necessary, doing your best to manage your money, doing your best to uh, have a sense of nourishment from simply being. Like that being is enough and that there is a nourishing quality to being. That there is an energy that is untappable. That it never runs dry and yet it can be encountered. It's always available but it's not always accessible. And learning new ways to access that energy, that nourishing quality of being sometimes through meditation, sometimes through exercise for me, sometimes through the use of psychedelic uh, tools, teachers, um, many, many ways to access through singing, through chanting, through dancing, through lovemaking, all kinds of ways. And, you know, that's what I am very interested in. And it just so happens to show up very clearly in my chart. And so the learning continues for me. I'm going to continue to study. I'm going to continue to practice. And I'm probably going to continue to fail. I'm going to continue to come up short. And I'm going to continue to try and reset and do my best to make that next best step. That next best step. And that's difficult. When all momentum has gone away, especially if you've experienced, you know, a streak where you're like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm fucking on the path. It's clear. I know it. I'm living the life that is being asked to live through me. And I feel on purpose and I feel on fire. And then for that to shift, whether it's some sort of tragedy or the fire just burns out, you didn't put enough wood on there, whatever it is. You know, getting back going again is laborious and arduous. And, you know, in times like that, things can feel very hopeless. And that's, you know, in some ways what I've been experiencing uh, just in terms of you know, this business that I'm trying to create and this podcast that I'm broadcasting to give people a sense of, you know, who I am and, and how I express myself and, and just sharing, you know, what's going on in my life. Um, 
it's been a challenging last couple of weeks and you know there's something to having the resilience and having the fortitude to go through the cold dark night and trust that the sun will rise and trust that it is a new day and there's a new way of being that you can express there's a new way of showing up it's like waking up in the morning and going okay I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. And sometimes it's waking up in the morning and going, you know what? I am going to stay in bed today. I'm going to relax. I'm going to take some time to just breathe and just be. And, you know, for me, I discovered a map for myself that was completely uh, self-created. And... You know, just imagine a cross, you can imagine a circle or a cross, and and at the top is discipline. So in the north position would be discipline. In the south is surrender. And in the east, so the left side, would be uh, denial. And in the west or on the right-hand side would be responsibility and when I discovered discipline as a consistent uh, experience and the results of discipline as a consistent experience I realized that most of my limitations were perceived from the environment in which I was existing in and that the barriers to that environment were not actually real, meaning that there were points in which my physical uh, limitations were coming into view. So say I was out on a run, running, 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 running. I'm exhausted. My mind is like, just stop, just be done. And Listening to that voice, it would be easy to go, okay, boom, stop, I'm done. You know, that voice then gets validated as true. But when you challenge those kinds of voices and you go, I don't know if I'm actually done. I hear that voice, but I feel like I can keep going. I wonder if I can keep going, you know, and I just pushed through all of these barriers and realized, holy shit. That voice is just a voice. It's not actually true. It's just letting me know the edge of what I currently see and know as possible for myself. But I can expand into that. And so I used that again and again and again and again. I tried to use that tool for everything. And because of that, I stopped listening to another crucial aspect of myself which is that part of myself that can only be accessed through surrender and what ended up happening is I got hurt I got a sprained ankle I was forced to surrender and then I realized oh I had been pushing myself and pushing myself and pushing myself without 
giving myself time to rejuvenate and recover. Why was I doing that? Well, because I had been for so long confusing denial with surrender, meaning that, you know, surrendering my dreams, something like that, like, uh, like, um, oh, I'm fine drinking. That's, that's fine. I don't have, you know, an issue with this. This isn't distracting me from my life. This isn't, you know, giving me all the reward of feeling good without any, um, effort, any struggle to actually, you know, have self-respect where I realize like I've accomplished something that was difficult, that was challenging, that is actually fulfilling, that is actually satisfying. No, I get to just drink and pretend that, you know, I'm satisfied and fulfilled from that. And, you know, that's not the same thing as, as surrender. Surrender to me is letting go of the attachments of the entity, meaning of the identity, of the ego, of the self-image, of the this is who I think I am. And a dropping into a more uh, awareness-based context. So, you know, it's like dropping into the field, dropping into the experience of oneness, dropping into the experience of belonging, of finally letting go of the struggle of being and not in any sort of like escapist way, but in acknowledgement and recognition of the experience of being as enough. That to me is surrender. And there's a nourishing component to that. And then responsibility in the West that is the path of learning to balance both of those. I am responsible for my experience. I am, you know, that, that, you know, this come through during this process for me, that some states have to be worked towards. They have to be worked for, meaning it takes work for you to get the satisfaction of a job well done. And that's a lasting satisfaction. That's something that will stick with you. That's something that will enliven and boost uh, self-esteem. It feels good to do things like that, at least for me. Um, and, you know, learning how to rest and recover properly. That rejuvenation and, you know, dropping in and surrendering is very important you know, in terms of stabilizing the nervous system, allowing the spirit to rest in the body for the mind-body connection to be 
and harmonious conjunction with one another, meaning that my mind and my body operate as one. There's no lag time. There's no separation. I am present and embodied in my experience. That has a nourishing quality to it. I am being responsible for my life. I am being responsible for my state of being. And naturally, the one constant in life is that things always change. It's a tenet of Buddhism that impermanence is the permanent state. And so, you know, there's all of the craving and aversion that we can do. We can get wrapped up in our mind. I want more of this. I want less of this. And I don't know. I've experienced equanimity inside of those states but I don't know how to do that and continue to exist in the world because there are so many things that are um, expected of me and required of me to continue to uh, take care of myself as an organism. And so, you know, that's for the masters and I'm not quite there yet. But um, that's what I've learned is, is a way to help balance that is that, you know, chop wood, carry water, do what you need to do. And, you know, take some time to rest and sit by the fire and enjoy it. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. And, you know, I guess that's just what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm wanting to talk about things like that. And I, you know, am going to use all different kinds of ways to talk about those things. Sometimes it's going to be exercise. Sometimes it's going to be breath work sometimes it's going to be cold plunging sometimes it's going to be diet related and supplement related and herb related and sometimes it's going to be you know about different uh you know psychedelic experiences ritual experiences um all different kinds of experiences that i've found help me uh, reorient myself and, you know, return to that type of satisfaction. And that's what I'm doing. I'm just getting that ball rolling again. And I'm wanting to let you know that there is hope for the hopeless. I know what it's like to experience that sense of, excuse me, that sense of hopelessness. Um, I know what it's like to be deep in the dark and feel like there's no getting out of it. Um, but I'm committed to continuing the trek. I'm committed to not letting the pitfalls uh, defeat me. And, and I understand that that is a profound struggle. And so, you know, in some ways, I would like for this podcast to be a alleviation for the suffering that people experience potentially unnecessarily. I don't know if I don't know if suffering unnecessarily is even a thing because there's always something to be gained from it. But there's no doubt a massive amount of suffering that could be avoided with some responsibility and with being proactive 
and with taking initiative and with surrendering and with letting go of certain ideas about ourselves and challenging other ideas about ourselves and that those things are important. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just the tree that I am. And there are many great giants that have come before me. And there are many great giants that stand next to me. And, you know, I look up to them and I admire them. And, you know, I think that the best way to honor their teachings is to thank them with my participation. To take what they have said, to take what they have shared and apply it in my life and you know, see what produces results and really give it a chance. And if anything, I just want to relay those messages with a little twist of my own, my own flavor. This is the way that I make it, you know. There are millions of restaurants in the world. They're all doing the same thing. They're all cooking food, you know. And that's what I'm doing here is I'm just sharing my process sharing my experience, sharing my perspective as best I can, as honest as I can, and just hope that you find it useful. So I just wanted to establish that. I wanted to let you all know that there may be some inconsistencies and that, you know, I'm going to do my best to continue to show up. It is a challenging narrative that I have that is I don't finish things that I start things and I don't see them through that I have a lack of commitment or I have a lack of discipline I have a lack of follow through and that's a narrative that I'm really challenging that's a narrative that I'm looking to silence by producing a different experience that contradicts it. So I'm looking to go to the opposite of that narrative and find that to be true as well. So, so there's that. And with that, I feel this, you know, is coming to a close. And I'm going to say that that is good enough. And I appreciate your uh, fellowship here. I appreciate your listening. And as always, I hope you find something of value for yourself. So thanks for listening. And keep fighting. Keep going. Keep moving towards what is most meaningful to you. What you truly value. What is intrinsic to your desires and your interests and your needs and my conviction is that those true motivations are whisperings of your destiny and that following those to their end is the most meaningful life a person can live. And I'm aiming to find out if that's true. That's my hypothesis. And the framework for my practices. So, 
Uh, much love. Peace.